as a podcaster the podcast is only the start of it it's like how you take that information and make it available to to other other people in other formats like whether you're writing out of it or whether you're breaking it up into like smaller pieces of audio so people can get the key message quickly um or even like you know visuals like will said we took those wacky pictures and when we invested in in that photo shoot i don't think we could we were talking about giving an extra bit of royalty to the photographer because that dill pickle chips and those um and those you know like eye patches is the gift that keeps giving it's like you really have to think about how you visually translate um like we said we're, we're slightly self deprecatory we're slightly funny we're we don't we're slightly unafraid to go wherever you you want us to go and that comes through in other other formats Hi and welcome to Podcaster Stories Each show we'll have a conversation with podcasters across all mediums and share their story what motivates them why they started their show how they grew their show and more We'll also talk about their personal lives and some of the things that have happened that have made them the person they are today And now here's your host Danny Brown Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Podcaster Stories, where we meet the people behind the voices of the shows we listen to. This week, I've got Susan Diaz and Will Lamont of C Plus P Digital and co-hosts of the 4AM Report podcast. So Susan, Will, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here. How about um, I hand over to you guys to tell us a little bit about the podcast and yourselves, and what you do, etc.? Sure. Thank you for having us, Danny. I wanted to um, start with a little story of how um, you and I met years ago, actually. Um, I feel like it was in a U- University of Toronto guest speaking engagement that you um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. W- were at. And then <laughs> you um, some of the stuff that you said stood out for me, especially to do with like how you don't always have to create. You have to interact with other people and repurpose and stuff. And that made a big difference. And I remember chatting with you after. So this is kind of cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Would that have been Eden Spodex course or Alison? Um, or? It was, uh, it was um, Andrew Jenkins. Andrew. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know Andrew. I used to work with Andrew, actually. A startup, tech startup. Right? This, I say everything's like two degrees of separation in our ah, crazy. space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's awesome. So, yes, about us. Um, my name is Susan Diaz. And um, like you said, I'm, I'm the, the, the sort of CEO and founder of C Plus P Digital. Um, we're like a small digital agency. We're in Toronto. And, you know, we started as content creators. And along the way, we've started to sort of spread our wings more and more. And podcasting is sort of the, the love of our lives that we discovered. We kept saying it was 10 years too late when we started. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it doesn't matter, does it? So uh, we really leaned into the fact that we like to ask people questions and then see what they have to say and go with the flow. And I think that sort of led us to um, to coming up with the idea of podcasting a year ago. And then we, um, I think Will should tell the story because he tells it best, is <laughs> how we came up with like sort of the hook of it and why we felt like we really had to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, my name is Will and... Um, I am co-host of the 4AM Report with Susan. We've been doing it for over a year now. We had a we were we were ready to do a big celebration right in the middle of the pandemic, and then you know then that the, the anti-racism movement was going full on. So we pared back our celebratory, <laughs> um, you know, heralding for a little bit. But we were very proud that we did that 
one-year mark by doing, you know, consistently every Thursday at 4 a.m., we put out a new episode of the 4 a.m. report. Um, if you are actually up at 4 a.m. listening, then, you know, I do feel bad for you. But um, the, the idea of the 4 a.m. report came about from, you know, I'd, I'd be chatting with Susan about how I woke up at 4 a.m. last night thinking about some random work thing that likely wasn't even that important, you know, like maybe a subject line for an email that I was regretting. Or, um, you know, sometimes it was actually big stresses that were keeping us up. So we kept having these conversations about waking up and worrying about this and being stressed out about this. And then as we were starting to put together our, our idea for the podcast and try to niche it down a little bit, we thought, why not talk about those things that keep marketers? Um, and it's evolved to kind of business owners, founders, those people up at night. What's keeping you up at night? And that that calling card question became very, very appropriate, especially for our clients and, and colleagues during what we've gone through the past few months by, by asking them, you know, what's keeping you up at night? What is stressing you up or what is stressing you out? And um, yeah, that, that's the hook that's really worked well for us and that, that we're known for. And, and you mentioned uh, it came from you waking up at 4 a.m. thinking, what do I do now? What, what, I've never got that offer. I need to do this next week, etc. Have you, uh, and you may have done this, so I apologize if you have, um, have you ever considered doing a 4 a.m. live stream on Facebook or somewhere <laughs> like that to see, you know, get, get some of your fellow, you know, We are uh, just those, we are, cra- we are crazy <laughs> enough to actually, we are those crazy people who have talked about it. We haven't done it yet, but we've we've talked about it. We did some... Um, some promo shots where we were, you know, late at night, kind of what would we be doing in a more comedic way if we were actually up at 4am and we took a series of promotional photos where it was Susan and I in a bathrobe or pajamas. I've got a mug of coffee, but really I'm pouring wine into it. Or we had those under eye depuffing patches on or, you know, looking stressed out in front of a, a laptop, eating a bag of chips, binge eating in the middle of the night. So we've, we've, we've leaned into that for our promotional material, but, um, I, we haven't actually taken the step to do the live. Susan, what do you think? I mean, honestly, we might as well. <laughs> <This> <laughs> what we have done, though, Danny, is like we extended it out a little bit to what we call... We've only been doing this a month or so, and it's so much fun. I haven't really looked at how many people are listening. Uh, we do what we call um, the 4 p.m. report after show, um, and it's on Thursdays at 4 p.m., and we drink while we do it, so we call it Thirsty Thursday. Um, okay. And, you know, it's... It's like it's a little bit of the the stories that are happening. We're both big fans of the pop culture and drawing those metaphors from it. So it gives us a chance to sort of be ourselves. And I guess our inspiration is just, you know, the great broadcasters of our time who do so well by doing these small snippets of behind the scenes um, that that attracted us. And we're at this point just sort of following where it goes. <laughs> That's cool. And I like the the idea of the Thursday Thursday. Mm-hmm. It, it ties in perfectly to, you know, it's getting towards the end of the week. Nobody wants to do any work on Friday anyway. So right. <laughs> I don't think there's any, you know, prefix that you could give to like, a Friday that would make it as, as good as that. But that's cool. And how how's that taken? I mean, you mentioned it's just recently started, but it's probably a little bit too too early for analytics and stuff like that. But how have you found it yourselves from a, a, a production point of view and a content sharing point of view and the uptake that you've heard maybe some feedback from people on? on these extra bonus episodes? I think people are into it. Uh, When we first started it, it was intended to be an Instagram live property. Um, And we were just sort of like taking it a little bit beyond the usual reach. Um, And then what happened was all of the, you know, Facebook drama that went down. And we asked ourselves a few questions. Uh, And I think we were like, you know what, we've 
Facebook has never done a whole lot for us. And if you're boycotting Facebook, you kind of need to remember that Instagram is a part of the package. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, okay, let's not invest in this until we can we consider this and, and, you know, come to a decision a little bit later. So for now, we're like, focus, let's focus. Let's just focus on the property itself. It doesn't matter what the platform is. Um, and so right now we pre-record and put it out at 4 p.m. on LinkedIn. Um, but there's a loss of energy when it's not live, I think. But what is cool is that, like, you know, some people have resonated with, like, the Thirsty Thursday. It's like, come on, we all know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's working. We've got more of the one-on-one -on -one conversations going from the existing network that thinks it's cool. I think it's a little early yet to be like, what's going to be the reach of it? Mm -hmm. And I think, too, I think too um, you know, the 4AM Report podcast, when we started it a year ago, it was all about kind of really doing an outline, almost scripting out what we wanted to talk about. We were new to podcasting. We really didn't want to be talking too much off the cuff about news. We wanted to keep things evergreen. And then as we've gone along, and especially with the pandemic hitting and everything, we started jumping in and commenting on the news cycle and um, what was going on and that sort of thing, and um, became a lot more comfortable at... at sharing our actual opinions about controversial subjects. And to me, this this now LinkedIn 4 p.m. after show, we get to dive even further into that. We review what we talked about on our podcast, but then we talk about, you know, who's being too thirsty on the internet? Or, you know, we talked about recently, there's a Calgary brewery that created a line of, or created a new beer called the Karen Sour. So it's a sour <laughs> beer and they're calling yeah. it the Karen Sour and how they have these posters saying, you know, to promote it, can I talk to your manager type posters? So we talked about, you know, that and, and just those things that are happening that people are interested in. We even talked about this free Britney Spears movement, how she, it's a conspiracy that she's being kept <laughs> huddled away. Like we kind of go everywhere. It's a little more gossipy and fun where our podcast, we do bring our personality, but we, we, we focus more on those marketing um, topics. Right. And, and you mentioned that you, you weren't afraid to tackle some of the bigger topics that, you know, like the societal topics, etc. Do you can are you concerned at all? I, I know with some business owners, um, they're they'll step away from say politics or society issues like that because they don't want to potentially put off you know partners, uh, new employees, uh, new clients, etc. Is that something you consider? Is what's your take on that? Oh, flagrantly ignore that kind of thing. You're like you've got to be able to really embrace. I mean, people talk about values in these powerpoints, and you know they sort of like forget that that's really what drives most of this stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, um, it's like you're in a, in a time where it's no longer possible to remain neutral about things or be like, that's not my problem and move away from it. And we're communicators. If we stay out of the politics and the religion or whatever it is, you're really, you don't stay out of the other things. How come we're staying out of this, right? So for me, it's an easy decision. It's like going back to like, I, I think some things are not cool. And I'm going to tell you if you ask mm -hmm. me, am I going to go join random conversations and troll you and tell you what I think you're doing <laughs> is wrong? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think too, when it's what we were saying to clients who didn't know what they wanted to say, um, it was kind of like, you know, take a minute, think about what you do want to say and know that 30% of the people might not agree with you, but do you really want to be working with those 30% of the people, right? You, this is a way for you to find your like-minded people. And, you know, Susan and I all say this all the time at this stage in our career, like if you don't like us, if you don't like what we have to say, if you think the fact that we might swear on our podcast is inappropriate, then guess what? We probably aren't going to work well together. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's finding those like-minded people you'll find your people. 
And it's an interesting point that you made earlier, uh, Susan, at the start there, um, where you're talking about the values. Um, there's a case just over, or not case, sorry, a Facebook post went up today, or a Twitter uh, post um, that I, I caught with an employee that posted, uh, or an employee of Whole Foods and somewhere in the US had posted in the, um, on this feedback forum for his city that Whole Foods, who's meant to be standing up for the, the BLM, BLM movement and trying to, you know, be more uh, educational and more learning, etc., around the whole movement, um, they told an employee that wore a BLM face mask to go home, take it off and go home. So is it values only when it suits you and you, suits your organization's pocket or is it 24-7 values? And I think that's a key point that you, that you raised there about that. Yeah, I think so. It's like, you know what, people were like, lauding um, Nike at the start of this for coming out with like quick things to say uh, but you know as this rolled out it became what exactly are you doing towards it like how is this reflected in your daily actions it's not about changing the colors of your logo to something or you know putting out a black square a certain time of year um, it really is about like how, how dig down and be where's the equity in this whole thing right so um, I think we've enjoyed being becoming comfortable with those conversations it's not that we didn't have the thoughts or the opinions it was just easier when you practiced it for someone else like when you worked for someone and and then it was your job to have the company key messaging down pat um that's a whole other thing you know uh to being like here i'm little old susan and here's what i believe and to begin with I'm I'm self-critical as heck and I like to like you know I say to Will sometimes I'm like any video any podcast we've we've got problems we're like you I said the wrong word or I I you know I wish I'd said that better or look at my voice it was tinny or I could see my wrinkles in the video you know <laughs> um it's like we're self-critical and somehow this whole podcasting process over the last year and we were like fanatically consistent about it we did 55 episodes in a year you know we said Thursday at 4 a.m is Thursday at 4 a.m not Thursday-ish not 4-ish right I mean and and that really made us feel like well that's enough episodes for me to believe in myself <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you mentioned obviously you've just um, you've bypassed the fifty plus episodes. Now you're fifty four. You just mentioned, yeah. Um, celebrated your first year. So looking back at that, um, what's been the biggest challenge? Do you think uh, as you've reached that milestone, either back to the early days or maybe pivoting? You mentioned earlier, uh, uh, well, that you'd pivoted from just marketing podcast type to more business owners, entrepreneurs, etc. What's been the biggest challenges that you've overcome? Um. I think at first it was the, again, as I said earlier, like I very much was a behind the scenes guy throughout most of my career, like making other people look good, planning the events. You know, I used to do media tours and take spokespeople around and things like that. I was always the behind the scenes person. So putting the spotlight on me and being comfortable with that has been a journey, which, you know, just by doing it consistently, like Susan said, every, every week you do become more and more comfortable. You flex and and train that muscle. Um, But I think at first too, it was a matter of, do we have time to take this on? You know, what kind of expenses is this going to be? You know, how are we going to stand out? Are we going to make an impact? Um, you know, that, those, all those things were things that were, I think, barriers to us starting it. But we were talking earlier, what, what made us both do it and do it consistently is we had each other, right? We had, we had the wingman. Um, when I wasn't into it one week, it was Susan encouraging us. When Susan was not into it, it was, it was me saying, okay, we've got to get this done. We've got to get this edited. Um, and we've come up with so many efficiencies. We've learned so much that we now actually are producing podcasts for other people. Um, it's been quite the, the uptake in, in skills and learning this, this whole year, but it's been an amazing experience. Um, what's been some of your favorite episodes over the 54 shows and why these particular episodes? 
There's a few um, that come to mind and in the spirit of not avoiding the politics. Um, I think one of the bravest episodes that we did um, that stood out for me was at the time when the, the picture of Justin Trudeau in brown face um, made its circles and and I was like Will asked me some questions and I was like I have answers to those questions and then he's like should we talk this out in the podcast and our first instinct was nope nope never <laughs> um, and then we did it and I was like that was that that was brave I don't know if we made any sense I don't know what I said at the time it was just <laughs> a, a, a lot just when we did that we were like now this we're taking the top off of this glass ceiling we've set up, set for ourselves and I felt like that made it possible to pretty much go anywhere we wanted yeah that was that was our first i think the first step we made into going away from topics about you know marketing and actually talking about um, more controversial subjects in the news cycle i know i was very uncomfortable to have it but that's something else i've learned along this this journey as well is being okay to be uncomfortable and and um you know that's something that we have to get used to to make change happen we've got to talk about the uncomfortable things so that was our first foray and, and yeah i would agree with susan i was really proud of that episode just the fact that we actually did it mm. and how was the the feedback in that what was the because i, I i'm guessing it would be a, a kind of a, a big change from your normal topics that you may have discussed on the show did you mm-hmm. receive any feedback about the change etc or we did yeah we keep saying often that it's an iceberg situation or a domino situation in terms of like looking at your numbers or your vanity metrics versus the real impact of some of the stuff that's happening and this was a real example of it i had so many personal messages that came through at that time it was like we had a couple of guests come on and ask to speak about diversity and inclusivity and you know pretty much this this sort of being okay with saying what we think like Will said, started over there. And I think that was it was great feedback. In terms of numbers itself, like I don't think that episode had any more listens. But this takes me to, to like a point where it's like, as a podcaster, the podcast is only the start of it. It's like how you take that information and make it available to to other other people in other formats like whether you're writing out of it or whether you're breaking it up into like smaller pieces of audio so people can get the key message quickly um or even like you know visuals like will said we took those wacky pictures and when we invested in in that photo shoot i don't think we could we were talking about giving an extra bit of royalty to the photographer because that <laughs> dill pickle chips and those um yeah. and those you know like eye patches is the gift that keeps giving it's like you really have to think about how you visually translate um like we said we're, we're slightly self-deprecatory we're slightly funny we're we don't we're slightly unafraid to go wherever you you want us to go and that comes through in other the other formats. Okay. Now, obviously, it's a, the podcast is a year old now. Um, what's your goals for the next 12 months and the next five years, if you want to look that long ahead? But what's your goals with the podcast? You've um, obviously you pivoted from your early days into expanding the audience and the topics you talk about. And as, you, as we've been discussing, you're not really afraid to take on the, the, the more hard punching topics and discussions that other you know agency mm-hmm. owners may be afraid to take or business owners. So what's your goal with the next 12 months and beyond? Well, I would say definitely each, we kind of do these in mini seasons or series, about 10 episodes um, a season, and then we'll kind of give it a, uh, a little bit of a leveling up, so to speak. And so we've been constantly doing that. And I know being quick to, you know, we're still doing every, an episode every Thursday at um, 4 a.m. But, you know, if something happens on the Monday, we're going to hop on the, the mic 
record something, just Susan and I without a guest, get that off to our audio guy, get our writers writing and get ready to put it out that evening if we can or that, 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 that next morning because we want to... We want to have those evergreen teaching episodes. We want to still have lots of great um, interactions with guests, but also becoming those thought leaders that aren't afraid to step up and speak out. And, you know, especially because, again, during the when the pandemic first hit, every one of our clients was like, what do I do? What do I do? I had this plan, this plan and this plan. And, you know, realizing how these people relied on us, because both of us have some experience with crisis communications in our past as well. And, um, you know, it was it was really really gratifying to see that we did have this impact in people's lives when we did help them with those controversial subjects and those tough decisions. So for me, continuing to do that, I think is key. So a mix of our the episodes we do, as well as these kind of off the, the cuff, last minute, but equally as important episodes, I'd really like to continue doing that. What about you, Susan? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm totally into that. Um, as well, I think some some of our imposter syndrome has disappeared so that has allowed us to be like you know what like we pitch all kinds of people for other people's podcasts like we we get uber and twitter and the bill and melinda gates foundation and stuff to go on podcasts that we work on so why are we like being you know so modest about our own yeah um so so now i think we've reached a bit further and we're like you know what let's go ask that person there's one of two answers yes or no (laughs) and you know and it's really it's gratifying because it's very rarely no (laughs) well that's great and and that that leads me to my next question actually because now that you've got the year behind you with your own podcast and as you just mentioned uh, with these awesome name drops there um, that's like <laughs> obviously you've got the experience now for you know your clients and other other podcast shows etc so for a new podcaster that wants to get in this space either like yourself an agency owner a marketer uh, etc or someone even just like me like a, like a kind of hobbyist stroke you know whatever um what from your learnings from the last 30 12 months from your podcast and, and the work that you do with others what would be the one piece of advice you could share to someone looking to get into the space uh, either as a marketing podcast a hobbyist podcast whatever kind of podcast podcast they're looking to start i can go and say that for me it's a sort of a mindset answer um it's like you know really paying attention to the fact that in some way if this medium or this way of sharing your voice attracts you like pay attention to that because you know there's got to be something that's drawing you to it it is a really i mean on the on the logical side of it there's there's reasons why it's a fairly good investment you know it's not that expensive to produce it's low um low pressure you don't have to show up on video all the time for example um and you know so that works on the other hand it's like you know, how do you really get comfortable with it? Like Will mentioned earlier, that wingman idea. We we joke often that between us, we are one visible human, as evidenced <laughs> by both of us being a guest here. Um, <laughs> you know, so sometimes that's that's what you need. We paid attention to it because I have a background in radio. Will has a background in like pitching people for media. So it's like a sort of a natural coming together of our our abilities as well. And we're like, we do need something signature at this point to stand out from the noise of everything. We feel more comfortable with that being an editorial thing if you will mm-hmm. rather than being like a go toot your own horn so this helped like to, to me therefore to new podcasters be like really think about what draws you there and why you're attracted to this and then just find that person who yeah. helps you make it happen and and think about right now how when will we be doing in-person networking events you know when will that all start mm-hmm. up again this is just um, a piece of infrastructure to help you continue to communicate 
and network. Like again, having having guests come on our our podcast every week has been amazing at expanding our network, right? We get introduced to someone, they refer us to someone else, either, oh, we get a guest through them, or maybe it leads to a, a new business opportunity. So even just inviting those interesting people, those guests, those, um, you know, corporate leads and, and business owners onto our podcast have just opened up so many doors for us. And the one thing I would say too, to people who maybe think they don't have the time to add one more thing into their marketing mix um, our podcast has really consolidated a lot of our marketing because as Susan was saying, you know, we record the audio, we get the transcript, that becomes a blog post, um, several series of social posts. We repurpose in like roundup emails. Um, maybe a group of podcasts get grouped together. We have the transcripts that becomes an ebook or a white paper on a topic. Um, you know, we're all about the, how can we make this efficient to do less work to get more content? <laughs> That's a great um, piece of advice. I, I really, um, I've noticed more podcasters doing that, which is awesome to see because, as you say, it can, you know, it's no different from, say, creating a video or creating a, an ebook or a white paper. There's so many ways you can repurpose it and reshare it afterwards. So, you know, I really appreciate that that kind of advice there. Now, just to, to flip it a little bit um, off the, the podcast a little bit, um, for people that may not know you that well um, or even do know you, but, you know, uh, maybe not as well as they, they think they do, what would be one thing? that um, would surprise them uh, about you oh this is this is <laughs> this yeah. is a good question danny um one of the things that i think surprised a lot of people actually surprised me more than many is um that i'm pretty disciplined as a human i've discovered especially through this pandemic um and then i was thinking back to like what's making this happen because i always like to call myself not you know i never stuck to it but then 4am every week like we said to the podcast we that shows you some things about yourself and i realized that i was in a, in the in the pre army in India when I was in university um, and I'm really good at following instructions if someone gives me marching orders I'll do it <laughs> drop right. and give me 20 means do it <laughs> you know so it's it's interesting like uh, how I've seen this in the last little while and people point it out to me now because I put away my phone and I won't look at it after a certain time I'm like dude I'm disciplined apparently yeah. and I'm into it <laughs> wow yeah yeah. Um, and then I would say I was trying to think because I knew you were going to ask a question like this, Danny. And at first I was going to try to appeal to to your Scottish background and say I played <laughs> the bagpipes as a kid in, a, in an attempt to win my Scottish father's um, approval, not being good at soccer, I turned to the bagpipes and I was like, watch me, dad. Of course, I was awful. I didn't practice. But um, the, another thing was I used to do these crazy cross-country media tours for, for clients. We Back when traditional media was king, right? I, we'd go to those morning shows or the lifestyle TV shows to promote. Um, I worked for Dairy Farmers of Canada um, as a, they were one of our clients. And um, cheese, promoting Canadian cheese after this big event called the Canadian Cheese Grand Prix, like the Oscars of the Canadian cheese industry, <laughs> you can imagine. Um, and it's all the best, most smelly, but delicious cheese in, in, in Canada that's produced. I would have to, because I was the behind-the-scenes guy who organized it all, I would bubble wrap, ice pack all of these expensive, awful-smelling cheeses in suitcases and wheel them through airports, get to hotels, have to unwrap, put them in fridges, then wrap them up, take them to studios. And I would do this every, every year. Once every year, I'd have to do this. And I knew, like, I was going to have to throw out the clothes I carried with, or I wore for that whole media tour after. By the end of the media tour, I'd be rolling into a hotel. And cheese ripens, you know, as, as it goes, <laughs> the, the good cheese. I'd be rolling into a hotel, and people are giving me the most awful looks, like, you stink. And I'd have to say, I'm, I called ahead. I'm, I'm the guy with the cheese. So it was a running joke with my friends. And um, it, was, it was all about 
getting the job done, right? That was my job. No job was too big or small. I was the guy who, who transported the cheese. So that, that's one thing. I think that people usually enjoy hearing that little weird story. Like I, I once had a, uh, my, the suitcase was too, too full, heavy of cheese. So I had to take some cheese out in the airport when I was checking and put it in my personal backpack. Then that went through the security scan and I saw the woman stopping it and looking and I was like, it's a wheel of Gouda. Uh, trust me, it's a wheel of Gouda. And they took it out and swabbed it in front of everyone to make sure it wasn't <laughs> containing explosives. So yeah, oh, wow. the things we do for our clients is I guess the message there, right? Now, are you still a fan of cheese today, or does that put you off no, cheese? You know what? After, after, after traveling with the best of the best cheese, all I wanted was that crappy orange crackle barrel cheddar, <laughs> you know, because, like, of course, I loved the amazing cheese, but after traveling with it and smelling like that cheese, you're kind of repulsed for a little while. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay, guys. Well, this has been really fun having you on. I really enjoyed, you know, chatting with you, um, and I know... Like when I've been listening to some of your uh, past shows and I'm catching up slowly, as I do with Mama Gas, like I catch up slowly, but I do catch up. Uh, and I know people will really enjoy the, the, the fun vibe that you have on the show. For people that want to connect with you guys, um, either to you know learn more about your podcast and services or even the podcast itself, just to listen to the podcast, where's the best place to connect with you online? Uh, I'm a LinkedIn person, so you know LinkedIn is probably a great place. Our podcast itself is on in all the usual places, um, Apple and Spotify, the 4am report. Um, and uh, I think uh, our website is cp.digital. We struggle so hard, may I just say, Danny, by making that choice of .digital <laughs> because we thought it was cool at the time, and you know nothing accepts more than three characters. Right. Um, and but now it's you know at least people remember it cp.digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're and we're every month we do do master classes on podcasting. We take what we've learned. So for people who are curious about wanting to dip their toe in the podcasting pool. Um, they can if they go to cp.digital you can sign up for the next masterclass there so that's something we're doing on an ongoing basis too okay awesome and that'll be continuing through obviously the pandemic and beyond that's yeah. was that happening before the pandemic kicked in then um, I want to say roughly at the same time, we planned a masterclass. We were going to do it once or twice. And then there was some, you know, some value to it as well as like, we're honestly, sometimes I think we're lazy. Whatever feels easy, we do a lot of. Um, so this felt easy and it felt good because, you know, it's a teaching thing. Like I said, we always lean towards that over like tooting our own horns. So that felt easy. So we just kept doing it for right now. I think we roughly do it once every five or six weeks. Okay, and I'll be sure to drop the, the, the links to all these in the show notes. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, make sure you, you know, check out the show notes and I'll link where you can find Will and Susan and the podcast, etc. in there. So as I say, guys, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a fun blast chat for a Friday afternoon, I guess, to ease into the weekend. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Okay, guys, well, this has been another, another episode of Podcaster Stories. Um, if you enjoyed this week's show, be sure to, you know, leave a review on iTunes so other people can find the show too. And you can, you know, find each episode on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and more. Or hop on over to podcasterstories.com where you'll find the latest episode and you can catch up on the newsletter if you want to do that. Until the next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and we'll speak soon. <laughs>